Hello, sweet listeners. Thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite Podcast. I'm Ian McHugh, one of the new co-hosts of the NetSuite Podcast and a Senior Content Marketing Manager at NetSuite. I'm thrilled to be joined by Michael Carr, VP of Finance for Crumble Cookies. It's a brand many of you may already be familiar with as one of the nation's fastest growing food franchises. Crumble serves delicious cookies with rotating flavors that change every week. Michael explains how two cousins opening a cookie store in a college town has turned into a 600-store empire. This remarkable growth has all happened in just five years. Michael was there from the beginning, first on a part-time basis, and immediately saw potential in the store's highly profitable business model. He details what goes into opening seven to 10 new Crumble stores every week. He also explains how he's built the scaffolding, like strong financial controls and scalable processes for explosive growth. But as the business took off, QuickBooks Online and spreadsheets for inventory presented problems Michael's team could no longer ignore. He shares what separated NetSuite from Sage Intact and how the new system does not get in the way of the franchise's ambitious growth plans. A forward-looking company, Crumble loves the access to ample data and key metrics that NetSuite provides. Michael explains how that has helped leaders know what questions to ask. He describes how NetSuite has greatly improved inventory management and why that function is critical to the viability of a business like Crumble. The chain recently added NetSuite Warehouse Management System to keep improving in that area. Michael closes by explaining how Crumble plans to become the cookie company. That includes a continued focus on improving the experience for its franchise partners and customers. Stay tuned. All of that and more is coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. So Michael, a lot of our listeners are probably already familiar with Crumble Cookies. You know, you have a a lot of fans out there, but could you start by telling us a little bit about the company's early history? How did Jason and Sawyer, the two guys that that started this company, kind of land on this idea for a cookie shop? Yeah, no, absolutely. So uh, Sawyer was going to school at Utah State University at the time and uh, had an itch to, to start a business. So he and Jason, their cousins, they started talking and they they settled on an opportunity to provide desserts to the college campus, right? The college town, high probability people are up late and they would want something sweet. So that was their initial initial idea. And Jason comes from a software background, so he's very used to A-B testing. So that's how they started. They, start, they A-B tested their way into the chocolate chip cookie recipe. So many pounds of dough thrown away <laughs> and um, a lot of very patient neighbors and friends. But uh, they, they, yeah, they opened up and were surprised at how well it went. Uh, they found pretty immediate traction. So they decided to expand and they moved down to Orem, which is also kind of in a, a college area. And uh, that one did very well as well. And so from there, they decided to start franchising and the rest is history. So, you know, now with, with, with the company Crumbles become, you know, it's easy to see why this company could do so well and kind of the promise of the business. But what were some of the, maybe the key moments early on? Maybe it was partially opening those first couple stores that showed that this concept, you know, might really take off. Yeah, for sure. There was a uh, there was an immediate interest in the communities where Crumble was was started with the gourmet, the large cookie look, kind of there was a little bit of hype that built up around it. 
And Sawyer is an incredibly gifted communicator of experience, uh, if you will. Uh, so, so the, the, the feel of crumble and everything, he did so much to ensure that it was unique and had, had grabbing, uh, qualities to it that, that just pulled people in and made them want to interact. And there was immediate success there. At first I was just looking at the numbers. I was looking at the financials for the, for the stores and seeing incredible margins and double checking with them. Like, is this accurate? Am I missing something? Is there a bank account that I wasn't told about that has all the expenses? But, but it was, it was the fact it was a very profitable business from the get go. So we were able to provide the information back to them that, Hey, this is going great. Let's, let's keep it going. And, and they took that and ran. So I think honestly, the feedback from the community, uh, on top of pretty clear indication from the financial performance that, you know, this is viable and there's no reason to put the brakes on, just go full force ahead. And at that time, were they still rotating in all these different types of cookies, different weeks, or was it more of a, a set menu? Yeah. So actually it started out with just the chocolate chip cookie. And then the second flavor that came along, the idea was they wanted to do delivery after midnight. And so it was midnight mint was the second flavor that came along and it would only be served after midnight. Um, so if you wanted it, you had to get it then. Uh, since then, there's been a lot of growth as far as our business model is concerned. But the uh, rotating menu kind of evolved over time as we were developing our processes and, and seeking our differentiators. And it's really become a staple of who we are as, as Crumble. You know, your cookie's coming and, and you want to you wanna get it while you can because with how many we have, there's a very real chance it might not come around for a few months. So, uh, yeah, but it definitely hasn't always been that way. Yeah, delivering only after midnight, that's quite the smart marketing tactic there. If, if, you, if you want it, you got to wait until this time. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we improved off that pretty quick. <laughs> so, um, so, so M- Michael, you're obviously the, the VP of finance, um, and, and you were helping the company out with accounting and finance from the beginning. Then in 2020, you, you came on board full time. But what kind of growth have you seen since you first got involved, even before you, you joined the company full time? Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, there's been growth in just our footprint, uh, number of locations across the country, number of states that we're in, uh, number of franchise partners that we have and, and employed individuals under the brand of crumble. Uh, but I think honestly, most of the growth that I've seen that's been so fun for me is growth in the team members who have been involved with crumble since the beginning, right? Jason and Sawyer both have really strong, foundational knowledge that that got us started right but they both have grown incredibly over the process and they've encouraged that growth in everyone else who's worked with them so there's there are a number of people who are in leadership positions at crumble who who developed into those positions not because of experience outside of crumble but because they have a passion and they were willing to drive and accomplish and so the the growth in the employees in the maturity of of the business model and in our approach to making the best cookie out there um, has been a lot of fun for me. You mentioned kind of that explosive growth in terms of the the footprint, the number of stores you guys have. At this point, how many new locations is Crumble opening in maybe an average week or month? Yeah, if if we go off of averages, we're sitting anywhere between 7 to 10 a week. 
Now, these are franchises, right? So we have our amazing franchise partners who are committing to and, and doing so much work to make these store openings take place. But we have a lot of teams on our end who are supporting that, our, our build-out teams, our onboarding teams, our success teams, our training teams, most directly. And uh, so, it I mean, we have weeks that far exceed that, um, and then we have some, some weeks that are a little bit more shy. But uh, generally speaking, yeah, we're, we're cruising about about 40 to 50 uh, a month is is pretty consistently where we're at at this point and we have a lot in the pipeline yeah that's that's pretty insane i don't think uh many many companies could could even come close to that um so you're a finance guy obviously from a financial perspective what are some of the challenges or what have been some of the biggest challenges in managing such aggressive just crazy kind of growth yeah no for sure so you can't get away from the fact that finance is founded in strong controls and processes. But strong controls and processes come to odds very quickly with robust growth. Um, you find yourself making judgment calls like, is this, this piece of control that I want to implement going to make enough of a difference to justify how much it's going to slow us down in our potential growth? So I've been very cautious about every new system, every new process, and every new software solution that I implement from the finance side to make sure that we have a good balance between control, safeguarding the assets of the company, and not getting in the way of the growth. How do you do that? How do you how do you kind of find that that balance? Because it it is very challenging. It sounds very challenging. Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely give and take. Uh, it's a lot of communication. Genuinely, it almost all comes down to sitting in the room with Jason, uh, with Sawyer, with our CTO Bryce, and uh, talking through the things that I'm seeing as concerns that I want to address understanding where they're driving and where they're hoping to make improvements in the company and making sure that everyone involved understands the risk, the opportunity, and and what we would be giving up um, based on the decisions we make and judgment calls, lots of judgment calls. So Michael, how do you, how does Crumble kind of avoid growing too quickly? What steps do you maybe take to, to make sure there's enough demand in a certain area and a different, certain location before you decide to open a store there? Yeah, absolutely. We do. We definitely have rules that we have in place around areas that we'll look at population density, general considerations about, you know, the taste of the market. That being said, the United States is pretty coherent when it comes to our enjoyment of sweets. So we we primarily look at, at population density. But when it comes to uh, growing too fast, um, my job at Crumble is basically coming through and building the scaffolding underneath the growth and getting out of the way of the growth itself. We have incredible people on the team and genuinely we can make the growth work. And it's just a balance between making sure you have the right attention paid and resources given to the teams that are coming in afterward and making sure that there's foundation and support and necessary structure against the growth that's just taking off. So avoid growing too fast i don't know if that's really been a conversation we've had it's been like people bring it up obviously jason says there's no such thing it's just growing smart and uh and we definitely spent a lot of time and effort making sure that we're growing smart 
So I've seen Crumble described as a tech-driven bakery. It seems like technology is, plays a pretty important role in, in what you guys do, even the stores, you know, have, have the screens with the different cookies and all that. But how do you think that, that kind of culture, that kind of mindset maybe um, shapes the, the major decisions the company and your, your leaders have to make, especially during a period of, of such intense growth? Yeah, no, for sure. With Jason's background in technology, Bryce being an early member of the executive team making decisions, technology has been fundamental in what we've done. The decision has been made and and we're leaning into wanting to build everything we can for the long-term savings. Obviously, there's cost savings and using our own software instead of licensing all the time. But there's also a lot of benefit in being agile, not being dependent on the development process and the the timing of a bunch of other companies. We can prioritize where we need to prioritize. And so there's been very intentional decisions made around what softwares we're going to develop ourselves. Uh, and, and it's just going to keep growing more and more of the crumble uh, ecosystem is going to be built in-house and and what our franchise partners use to succeed what we use to succeed what our customers experience and interact with is all going to be built by us with very intentional purpose behind it we won't have a lot of fluff uh, and that's what that's the way we like it how do you think big picture tech helps you kind of run a smarter more efficient business yeah i think the mindset of technology very quickly eliminates a lot of maybe poor habits ingrained in business. There's a balance to be struck, obviously, but the question, why does this matter, comes up a lot at work. And, uh, and we're very quick to evaluate the pros and cons of a certain software or a certain approach to business and determine a better way to do it. This is something Jason is incredible at. I've seen him multiple times sit down and completely turn a concept on its head and say, this is, this is a better way to do it. And he can think that way because he knows our technology can pivot to support us. I think a lot of companies are locked into what their software can allow them to do. And so being able to be agile, like I mentioned on the software side, allows us to think outside the box in many other ways and pivot and adapt and accomplish. So back when you joined full-time, I guess I should say, um, what, what kind of systems was, was Crumble running on? And were there any maybe specific moments, specific challenges that, that convinced you it was time for a, a new system? Yeah, for sure. So speaking more strictly on the finance side, we were using QuickBooks Online. At this point, we already had a few subsidiaries operating. Uh, and as such, we were running multiple instances of QuickBooks Online, and they didn't talk. There was no consolidated financial reporting. We we're using Divi as our uh, corporate expense reimbursement solution um, and paper checks were for payables. Because of the nature of Crumble, our AR model was a little bit different from a lot of other companies. We just interact with our franchise partners. So that one didn't really need too much, too much help. But very quickly after I came on full time, I addressed Divi. I spent a lot of time making sure that our use of Divi was much more intentional uh, and robust. It made a big difference, and I'm still working consistently with Divi on improvement on how we use the system, but also giving suggestions, and they're great. They listen, and they work with us uh, quite a bit on development of new ideas and, and options in the system. Uh, the big one was moving off QuickBooks. Um, the, I think the moment when I realized that this 
absolutely needed to happen was when I was told, unfortunately, a few months after the fact, that <laughs> a branch of the company had started managing inventory um, and doing doing inventory on paper uh, to to accomplish some some goals that we had. That is crumbles nature in a lot of ways. It's just hey, it needs to happen. We're going to make it happen, um, and so. As soon as I realized that we had that complexity on online, I knew that we needed to take action. So, started exploring and uh, and 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 making changes on the on the accounting software side. But yeah, really, it was primarily saying, "What do we have? What can we do with it? What do we need to be able to do?" And try and be as forward thinking as I could without locking us into one system that wouldn't be capable of helping us. And so at this point, you know you need a, a new ERP or finance system. What did that kind of selection process look like? What other solutions did you consider? And how did kind of NetSuite maybe separate itself as the, the right choice for, for Crumble? Yeah, for sure. So I spent a good number of months <laughs> exploring this. Um, one of the, the biggest things we were looking for is what system will I never have to switch off of? Um, this is a big enough move for the company. I needed something that I knew I could rely on in perpetuity, right? So the process of reviewing and analyzing, though I went into the weeds a little bit on specific functionality, my biggest thing was how do they come come about answering the questions that I have? Do they say, yes, we have a solution for that? Or, hey, we don't have a built-in solution, but we're so customizable, we can have a solution. Like you can plug into anything, you can make it work. And that's why we ended up going with NetSuite. I looked at it as even if I didn't fully know the scope that I needed at the moment as the system that could meet the scope without really running into any issues, either through native solutions or through integration. We have a robust tech team, like I said, so there's no hesitation on our end to say, well, we can build integrations, we can get things talking. We just need a core fundamental system that doesn't get in our way. Um, and so that's why we ended up going with NetSuite. And I think one other system you considered was, was Sage Intact. Do you remember any advantages that, that NetSuite had specifically over that solution? Yeah, Sage Intact, though, I think it's a great system. The impression I got was that they had a lot of stuff that was coming and their integrations were a lot more fixed. Again, it comes down to the ability for the system to get out of our way and get the job done. And I worried with them that if we were to commit to them, we would come down the road to a point where we realized, oh, they just can't even do this. Through integration, through the na native solutions they have, there's just no way they can accomplish X. I don't know what that X is, but I was, I was given the impression through my investigation of the system that there were hard limitations where I didn't really see that with NetSuite. Um, and that, that really was the, the differentiator that we went with. And it sounds like that adaptability and also the all the integration partners that already existed, those were two things that really helped mm -hmm. make NetSuite the right choice. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think we had a few relationships that we already knew were working with it, and we had high confidence that we would be able to move in the directions we wanted to and, and have it work. How did six out of the top seven best-performing tech stocks gain visibility and control over financials, inventory, planning, and budgeting with NetSuite by Oracle? Answers at netsuite.com slash code, netsuite.com slash code.
So once you get up and running on NetSuite, what were maybe some of the, the new capabilities, specifically around finance and financial management, um, that you kind of see as a game changer or things that you really saw, wow, this is much better, much different than it was before? Yeah, I think most of it is around just how much depth was added to each of our accounting processes uh, and finance-related processes, right? Like, there's systems out there that do a lot of the same basic things, you know, inventory. Technically, QuickBooks Online does inventory, right? But not to the depth that NetSuite can. So that was the biggest thing, was starting to, to reach into these processes, month and close, AP, AR, uh, fixed asset management, inventory management, all of these things, reaching into these different financial processes and realizing just how much depth we could add to our own process and being able to pull data out of that. We're a very data-driven company. Um, we're definitely still working on, on getting there uh, in a lot of these systems, but I know the functionality is there. And once we can push and delve deep enough into the, the structure of NetSuite, we are able to then turn around and pull the data out that gives us everything we need to make the right decisions. Um, that to me was the game changer and, and what felt so good about the move was just, yeah, like the floor dropped out and we had so much more opportunity to delve into what, what we could, uh, get what, what a financial software could be. I, I felt a lot less restricted. And are there any metrics or maybe quantifiable improvements you could point to among the finance team and that kind of maybe demonstrate or show how, how NetSuite made a difference for, for Crumble? Yeah, I don't know if I can necessarily point to a metric per se. I mean, the fact that we can have a much better way of tracking month-end close period says a lot. <laughs> um, so that that's probably a great metric to, to refer to. But I, I would say that the the fact that we have the ability to track metrics <laughs> is the metric that, that says the most, uh, as, as simple as that sounds crumbles growth. I mean, we're celebrating five years this month, right? So over the course of five years, we went from hobbling along on QuickBooks online to having NetSuite implemented and, and we're running at a much more robust rate. So the fact that we even have these metrics, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that, that says a lot, and I, I think that's a, a good point that you just have an ability to, to track metrics now. Um, shifting away from finance a, a little bit to inventory, I know that you don't manage all of the ingredients and, and products you need to, to make these cookies, but um, how, like, how was inventory management even happening before NetSuite? I think you mentioned paper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. yeah. Uh, paper and prayers. Um, there was definitely a, a lot of Excel work. There was a lot of email and Slack messaging and just face-to-face -face communication, making sure we had what we needed. But really the, the first and top priority has always been make sure the franchise partners have what they need when they need it to get the cookies to the customers. Right? So we dealt on the back end with reconstructing inventory information a lot. Um, so prior to using the solutions we have in place now, and even those solutions that we're still working on getting fully implemented, the process was really after the fact, um, which left us completely blind when it comes to the financial state of that arm of the business. It was not ideal. The nature of the growth though is, you know, again, get out of the way, let it happen, 
don't stop the the process just to implement the system instead make it work and get the system built up underneath and then and then you'll be able to continue forward uh and inventory is probably the hardest example of that at at crumble yeah and i mean at this point you have almost 600 locations while that might have worked at that time, I can't imagine. You know, it would it would scale to to this point. I'm sure that could be said about many other aspects of the business too. Yeah, 100. percent Yeah. When we look at inventory management, and how how NetSuite's helped you there? Do you feel like there's any uh, particular features or particular improvements you've seen um, that that have maybe showed the value of that that side of the ERP? Honestly, as as we were still working through making sure that we're utilizing this system properly. Um, there's a lot of training, there's a lot of responsibilities that we're still working through the tweaks on, right? But the biggest thing is the visibility enough to say, hey, someone didn't do this count right, or hey, this person isn't properly handling a return process, or why was this processed? This, this receipt was processed without a PO. You know, the fact that we have enough visibility into the system to, to ask those questions and then dive into the processes and fix has been a game changer. Um, we didn't know what we didn't know before, and now we know what we don't know, and we can start addressing those issues. And then on on the reporting side, obviously, it's a, a big part of why people get ERPs, why they you know update their their technology stack. Um, what kind of additional capabilities has it given you there, especially when you kind of bring in the suite analytics module? What capabilities does that give you? How does it help ultimately just drive the business forward? Yeah, like I said, we're very data driven. We want to understand and make decisions based on the data. And the fact that we can consolidate at this point is huge. Um, and the, the strength of being able to dive into very specific, narrow aspects of the business through strong analytics uh, is extremely valuable. I'm revealing a lot about how immature the finance arm of the company had been over the last, you know, I mean, it's only been five years, let's be honest. But the amount of growth we've been able to accomplish in our systems from when I came on full-time in 2020 till now is astronomical. And it's possible because the tool gives us the ability to ask the questions we need to ask. Yeah, I think you took the words out of my mouth. It's only been five years, you know, so (laughs) can't have too high of a standard here. Um, Another obviously important component in that of uh, finance, excuse me, is the planning and budgeting side of things. And from what I understand, you know, there was no way to really do that before NetSuite. So how does having some of those planning and budgeting capabilities, how does that help the business? How does it help you plan? Um, you know, how does it just help you as the, the kind of head of the finance department? Yeah, for sure. It was a it was a process to even get us to the point where we could project into the future. But the tools and resources made available to us are helping with that dramatically, primarily in being able to to have that kind of work done across the team. Instead of one person with an Excel spreadsheet, like buried like Mozart in his work, trying to, to come to some kind of conclusion that only they can decipher, um, is, is just not a way to run the size of a company that we're running. Um, but, you know, even over the course of this year, but especially now, uh, approaching year end and, and we're we're starting to handle all of this budgeting and uh, forecasting for the next year we're starting to really look into it we can have the diverse members of our team work on their piece of that puzzle and because the system is all coherent and consistent we're able to 
trust that the reporting and the forecasting that it can provide us is accurate instead of piecing it together in Excel. And then Crumble also uses NetSuite's warehouse management system, also known as WMS. Um, what what kind of sparked the, the need for that tool? Why did you decide to, to bring it into the mix? Yeah, uh, this is 100% just the complexity of that aspect of business, right? Inventory management, fulfillment, I mean, all the way back from procure, all the way through the, the entire process. It is in my opinion, one of the most complex aspects of business for general business. This is the area that companies, if they fail, it will cost them their business due to the costs and the inefficiencies. But if they succeed, they're able to to generate so much more free cash flow and their profit margins can can soar. And we've seen that since we implemented, even though we're still working through some aspects of that implementation on the WMS side, since we've started using these tools, we've been able to dramatically increase our profitability. We have a clearer picture on, on the supply chain side of the business. I didn't really talk structure, but we have we have an arm of the business that, that is specifically supply chain. Um, we've been able to improve profitability, improve visibility into inventory value, days on hand, all of that kind of information. But yeah, the uh, WMS is kind of the first step in the movement in the right direction and we're taking steps every day every week in in improving that but yeah we just needed a tool we needed a tool that that let us start to ask the right questions yeah i think it's important to recognize like you said how important inventory is to the ultimate success of a business i mean having too much or too little you know can be a huge problem so like you said even starting to make steps in the right direction i think can can go a long way then I saw you also have the uh, Learning Cloud Support Pass or, or LCS. Have you found any value in that in terms of um, either increasing or improving new user adoption or just helping existing employees kind of realize the full value of NetSuite? What have you gotten out of LCS? Yeah, for sure. So there's there's no avoiding the fact that NetSuite is a very complex system. Um, and my team over the last 12 months has gone from two people to 12 people and so it's a whole lot of new people that I can't personally train I needed a training resource Uh, some team members utilize it more than others Um, but that being said knowing that we have the reference manual basically that can allow us to arrive at the right the right answers to any kind of technical or or process related question that we have around NetSuite is extremely valuable. I've used it personally on a few projects. Granted, I'm not actively in NetSuite nearly as much as like my controllers and my senior staffs and um, and those team members working in inventory, for example. But I know they've utilized it as well. Our, our teams in general are just scratching the surface on certain aspects of it. And that is the first place they go when exploring a new aspect of the system. I, I come to them with hey, we need to start doing X, Y, or Z. And their first resource is the LCS and looking at how do I even start? Uh, and it gives them a starting place. It lets them know what questions to ask. Uh, and then we can use uh, even our third-party support solutions that, that we have in place to to take it even further. But it's it's the, the springboard. And it sounds like you to some extent certainly some of your team members have been able to use it to build on skills so it's not just that initial training but also the understanding more of the system getting more out of it that type of stuff absolutely yeah um taking it from rudimentary functionality to power user 
And then moving back to just kind of crumbles of business and, and what you guys have, have planned for the future, we mentioned you're, you're soon going to have 600 locations open. What would you say are some of the company's kind of near-term goals? Yeah, I mean, continue rowing. We want to be the cookie company. We want people to associate spending time together with their friends and family with having a pink box present. We take very seriously the, the mission that we've set for ourselves, which is bringing people together. Friends and family, uh, I think, generally speaking, the world has had enough divisiveness. And uh, this is one thing that I love about being part of Crumble is that I get to spend my time and effort in helping grow a company that helps people have relationships. Um, you know, hard conversations are a lot easier if you come with a box of cookies, right? So that, that sort of thing is definitely very high on our radar. As far as business goals, we want to constantly improve the viability of our product, the strength that our product has in the market, as well as the product that is our franchise, right? We want our franchise partners to see this as the best decision they ever made to franchise with us. It's a lot of work. We're not, we're not a, a franchise that you jump into, forget you have, and then realize you get a paycheck, you know, a few months later, we require effort. We, we require dedication, but in return, you have one of the most profitable and fastest growing and exciting and meaningful investments that you could ever have. So our franchise partners, our family, and we look out for them. They look out for us. Uh, we've got a number of franchise partners who this, this is just one of many franchises that they've participated with. We've gotten great feedback about how good our system is, um, from, from those franchise partners. And we strive to be the best. We, we don't see any reason to, to settle. So improving our, our system for our franchise partners, improving our experience for our customers and driving our goal, our mission to bring people together, I think is, is on everyone's mind. Uh, as, as we sit down as leaders, as we're working individually one-on-one -on -one and, and as a team, we're, we're driving, we're striving to, to keep Crumble and everything that Crumble stands for growing and moving in that direction. And has Crumble or the leadership given any thought to things other than cookies, or do you really feel like cookies is, is where it's at? You mentioned how good the margins are. Is that just kind of the focus of the company? Oh, I mean, there's there's always opportunities. We're not blind to other opportunities for sure, but we still have a lot of great things we can do on the cookie front. So we're not we're not ignoring other opportunities, but we definitely see plenty that we can do to help cookies get to every household without hiccup, without heartache. And what role do you think NetSuite can play in that continued growth, continued evolution of the company over the next several years? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're actively adding new elements to the NetSuite subscription that we're, we're using right now to ensure that we can handle uh, all the things that the future has to throw at us. We have a much more complex system than we did six months ago. Uh, I think it's going to continue to grow in, in every element, be it, you know, other currencies, be it other nations, be it other opportunities, whatever it is, there's plenty of, plenty of growth needed. And again, that's why we picked NetSuite. I knew that if it needed to happen, either through NetSuite directly or through one of your partners that we can integrate with, 
it's going to happen. Like we, we are able to do everything we need to. It's just figuring out exactly what the structure needs to look like to make it happen. And Michael, I'll, I'll close with this, but do you think Crumble and your business could be where it is today if you were still running on QuickBooks and some of those other <laughs> basic, shall we say, systems that, that you were using? No, no. I, I think here's the thing. Knowing the people that I work with, we might still be where we're at, but it would have been so much less pleasant <laughs> to get there. Um, a lot more sleepless nights, a lot more arguments and frustrations and sweat and blood and tears. It's definitely improved the quality of life for my team and our opportunities and will continue to do so. It's, it's like I said, it's building framework and scaffolding for the future and that fundamental piece is in place. So we're able to do the kind of things that we hope to do in the future without having to worry about this piece. So yeah, it's awesome. All right. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us today. Appreciate the time. Crumble is a brand with an extremely loyal following, and it's not hard to see why when you learn more about what makes the company tick. It's fascinating to hear firsthand what it takes to support a company in the midst of such remarkable growth. It requires leaders like Michael, who can quickly eliminate barriers and refine processes on the fly. A big thank you to Michael for joining us on the podcast. I also want to extend another thank you to our editing crew over at Lampstand, and, as always, all of you for tuning in. If you want more episodes just like this one, make sure you subscribe to our channel and give us a rating and review. Thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.